Hello and welcome to The Whistler from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. And now, The Whistler's strange story, Girl in Black. The big city that only a few short months ago had held so much promise and excitement for Margaret Vale now seemed empty and vacant, and she felt terribly, frighteningly alone. The show in which she had a good part had opened one night and closed the next, and with its closing went Margaret's dreams and hopes for a successful acting career. And now, climbing the stairs of a second-rate theatrical agency to the office of Sam Walker, you only hope you can talk the cigar-smoking little man out of a loan, so that you won't have to add insult to injury and write your people for your return railroad fare. Sam Walker, however, seems to anticipate the purpose of your visit. And he makes things coldly clear almost before you can sit down. Honey, let's get one thing straight. This is a theatrical agency, not a lending agency. Now, look, you're down on your luck, but things will turn out. No. No, Sam. This isn't for me. I've found out now. My parents were right. Your parents? Yeah. They told me to go ahead, take a couple of years while I had them to spare, give it a try, get it out of my system. Well, I've tried. Yeah, I guess you have. Look, Maggie, if you're really serious about going home. I am. I think I almost want to now. No. Well, I got a way you can almost get there, maybe pick up a few bucks besides. Oh? Yeah, come to think of it, you'll even get a new dress out of the deal. Cinderella Sam, keep talking, will you? Kind of unusual setup. Not too unusual, though. I guess it happens sometimes. Somebody in the family doesn't want to take the time, or maybe they're not interested. I don't know. Come on, come on. What's the job? <laughs> it's a acting job, in a way. You'll play the part of a grieving relative. What? Look, honey, you want to get home? There's really nothing to this. Your train fare and $50. You'll accompany the casket to a little town called uh, Prenticeville. Prenticeville? Well, that's only a couple of hundred miles from my hometown. Good. You take the train from here, they'll put the casket on the train at San Ord. You sign for it, escort it to Prenticeville. That's all. You take the job? Oh, of course I do, and thanks, Sam. Good. Here. Here, here's your train ticket. You'll get the money in Prenticeville at the Greenbrier Mortuary. The party who's paying for all this will leave an envelope for you at the mortuary manager. Fifty dollars, you said? Mm. Well, with what I have left, I'll be able to take a box from Prenticeville. Oh, Sam, I love you. Sure, I love you, too. When you get home, don't forget to mail me back my ten percent. <laughs> with pleasure. Oh, what about that new dress? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's arranged for you to charge it at a local department store. Let's see, uh, Clivedale's. Clivedale's? Well, get me. At least I'm going home in style. Yeah, yeah, just don't get too stylish, honey. You better make that dress black. It's a strange role to play, isn't it, Margaret? And yet you don't mind. You even get enjoyment out of selecting the dress. It's been so long since you've bought one. On the train, you find the ride restful and pleasant, and any misgivings you had about your assignment have vanished. But as the train stops at San Ord, you find the little station framed in a damp, ominous fog. And as you present yourself to the baggage master and catch sight of the casket, a strange feeling of dread comes over you. Margaret Vale, you relative? Uh, no. Just helping out the family. Uh, rather unpleasant duty for a pretty young girl. Nasty night, too, all this fog. Oh, I don't mind. It's not foggy inside the train. Oh, isn't it the truth? 
little moving world of its own, isn't it? Oh, the casket's being put in the baggage car now. You can get back on any time. Thank you. Minutes later, the train is underway again. And it's like the baggage master said, isn't it, Margaret? A moving world of its own. And you feel safe, secure. You put your head back against the seat cushions and drop off to sleep. The fog is worse in Prenticeville. You feel as if you're in a dream or a play, and everything that happens seems only like impressions. The casket taken from the train, moved through the fog into a waiting car, the train pulling out and leaving you alone with the man from the mortuary. I was told there'd be an envelope here for me. Do you have it with you, or were you expecting me to pick it up at the mortuary office? Envelope? Oh, yes, there was one. I'm sorry, miss, but I left it in the office. I'll be happy to mail it to you in the morning. No, uh, no, I have to have it now. I'm leaving Prenticeville as soon as I can get a bus. Very well, miss, this way. You can ride out with me. Oh, I've got to drive slow on account of the fog. Bad night. Oh, I guess it was good for that chap that escaped from San Ord, though. Did you hear about it? No, what happened? A lifer escaped. It was on the radio earlier. Come to think of it, it must have been a couple of hours before your train stopped at San Ord. Oh? I didn't hear anything about it. Perhaps the news flash wasn't on yet. Oh, it was a lifer. Um, Mace Murdoch. Certainly gave them the slip. Must have had it all very carefully timed. Went over the wall and disappeared completely. Gives me the willies. People like that wandering around. Oh. Here we are. You wait here and I'll go in and get your envelope for you. Oh, uh, while you're in the office, would you call a cab to take me to the bus station? Certainly. You'd better come on in and... Wait in the front office, miss. Thank you. Oh, I forgot my handbag. What? My handbag. I left it on the seat of the car. Never mind. I'll get it. Well, the office is right off here when you come back, miss. Thank you. Outside, as you start toward the dark panel car containing the casket, you suddenly freeze in your tracks, staring. There's a man emerging from the door at the rear of the car. A tall, sturdily built man in prison guard. The casket. That's the only place he could have hidden, isn't it, Margaret? You gasp and open your mouth to cry out. But he's upon you before there's any sound. He claps a hand over your mouth and with his free arm drags you back into the shadows of the platform. Be quiet and you won't get hurt. Uh. <laughs> Here they come, my pals. Casket inside the car? Yeah, Keller, it's here. Key's still in the ignition, too. Yeah, we're in luck. Get in. Drive it out the farm. Okay. <laughs> so long, boys. Only surprise you get coming. Okay, when he comes back out, just describe exactly what you saw happen. No more, no less. Exactly. What I saw, I understand. Oh, here's your envelope, miss. Your taxi's on its way out here now. What's the matter? The car with the casket. They're gone. Somebody drove up. Two men. One of them drove it away. Two men? Yes. One of them got out, got in the mortuary car, and drove it off. 
The other one followed him in the car they drove up in. They said they'd, they'd meet out at the farm or something like that. Oh, I can hardly believe it. It never happened before. It happened just now, just as I told you. There was nothing I could do. I didn't dare call no, no, out. No, of course not. Police. I've got to call the police. I'm going inside and call the police. Hold it, sister. <laughs> not leaving you here to tell them what else happened. <laughs> before the truck was stolen, the dead came to life, huh? You're... You're the one they're looking for, aren't you? Murdoch. The killer that escaped from the prison near San Ord. You, you, you were in the casket when they put it in the train. That's right. Specially built. With plenty of ventilation. Real comfortable. There wasn't anyone dead. No one. Now, come on. The man went to call the police. This is no place for you and me. Oh, please. Go on without me. There's nothing more I can do. I won't tell anyone about you. I'm just an actress on my way to my hometown. Yeah, if you're a good girl, you'll get home okay. An actress, huh? Well, you can act like you're married to me. I can move around better that way. The police won't be looking for the two of us together. You won't get away with it. Not in those clothes. Yeah, in this fog, I can make it to an apartment where I'm picking up some different clothes and a car. After that, we'll hit the road. like a fantastic dream, isn't it, Margaret? And you can't believe it's really happened to you, but it is. And now, Mace Murdoch, holding you tightly by the arm, hurries you down the darkened side street. Mace Murdoch, convict, who escaped the police through a prearranged plan, hiding in the casket you accompanied on the train from San Ord. He can't let you go, can he, Margaret? No. Because he's afraid you tell the police, though he's decided to take you with him. And you wonder where and how it will all end. There's one thing you're certain of. When you're of no further use to him, he'll kill you, won't he? Ten minutes later, the two of you hurry into a small apartment building. Yes, what? Mace Murdoch. Might have we come in, Harry? Oh, no. Yeah, See here, Mace. I... After you, sweetheart. Well, I, I heard about you breaking out, Mace. How did you do it? Well, Keller fixed it. Keller? You're joking. It's not like Keller to go messing around trying to spring a con. Not unless there's big dough in it. How about a drink, Harry? Oh, uh, Mace, what did you mean about there being money in the deal? My cellmate was a guy named Dutch Stauffer. You mean anything? Of course. He got picked up on a bank job about five years ago, 100000 None of the money was ever found. They figured he hid it away somewhere. That's the way Keller had it figured, too. But didn't Stauffer die last month? Yeah, that's right. But maybe before he died, he whispered something to me about where the 100000 is, huh? <laughs> that's right. I got word to Keller made a deal. If he got me out, I'd cut him in for 50000 Keller worked out a beautiful plan, and here I am. Well, here's your drink, miss. Thanks. Look, there's something I don't understand. If Keller fixed the break for you, how come you're not with him and the boys now? I figured it wouldn't be healthy. You see, he'd want me to tell him where the dough is. I don't know. You don't know? You mean... I mean, Stauffer never opened his mouth to me. <laughs> oh, brother. Keller's not going to like that. Uh, who cares? I'm just interested in getting out of town. That's why I came to you, Harry. You're an old pal, just about my size. Oh, you want some clothes. Of course. Help yourself. The stuff's in the bedroom closet. Thanks. Oh, uh, Harry. Yeah? While I'm changing... 
Keep your eye on the doll here. She might want to leave in a hurry, and I wouldn't like that. Of course, certainly. Oh, uh, look, uh, lady, what is this between you and Mace? You mad about something? Listen to me. I've got some money. Not much. But I'll give it to you, all of it. I just want to get away. Oh, now, you heard what May said. He wouldn't like it. Please, here, take the money. You'll kill me if you don't let me go. Now, why would he want to do a thing like that to a nice-looking girl? Hey, wait a minute. Don't go running anywhere. You... Hello, Harry. Mr. Keller. I was just about to knock. Am I, uh, interrupting something? Why, why, no, nothing at all. The lady here seems to be in a hurry. Let me go. I'll take it easy, lady. Not being very polite, Harry. If the lady wants to leave, I don't see why she can't. Wait a minute now. Maybe that's not such a good idea after all. I think I've seen this little lady somewhere before. Maybe at the depot tonight, huh? I, I don't know what you're talking about. Sure you do. Quite a coincidence finding you here with an old friend of Mace Murdoch's. <laughs> yeah, quite a coincidence. Maybe the two of you know something I want to know. Like where Mace is right now, huh? How about it, sweetheart? Where is he? Come on, I said, where is he? That room... <laughs> Okay. Get moving. Keller draws a gun from his pocket and using you as a shield, forces you toward the bedroom door. Then in a sudden movement, he reaches past you and opens the door. You stand there, paralyzed with fear. Nothing happens. And then you see why. The bedroom window is wide open, the wind blowing the curtains into the room. Keller brushes you aside and hurries to the window. He's gone. He got away down the fire escape. Gone. He's gone. Well, he's not going to get very far. What's going on here? Where's Keller gone to? Out, out there. Out the window? Yes. Murdoch got away. Keller went after him. Well, what are you... Look, lady, I don't know about you, but I'm getting out of here. I don't want to be around when Keller gets back. Now, what's happened to my car keys? I had them right here on the dresser. I got them, Mary. Mate. Well, you've been in the closet, I thought. Yeah, so did Keller. You know, for a smart guy, Keller falls for some pretty old gang. Now, wait a minute, Mace. You, you're going to take my car? Yeah. You can tell Keller I took it while you were under a gun. Me and the little lady here has some traveling to do. Come on, baby, let's go. What's that town we're coming into up ahead, sweetheart? Colby. Looks sort of busy by this time of night. Hey, maybe they got a dance going, huh? That's right. You seem to know an awful lot about this part of the country. My hometown isn't very far from here. Oh, that's all. Never figured you for a small town girl. Hey, look. Better move in closer to me. Put your head in my shoulder. What? Put your head in my shoulder and shut up. Police car parked at the corner. That's better. Now, we're just a guy and his girl out for a little drive. Mace. What? I've... I've done everything you asked me, haven't I? Sure. You've been a good girl. So? You're in the clear now. Over 150 miles out of Prenticeville. The police There's won't... still state cops to watch out for. Like those two we just passed. 
We'll be coming into my hometown in another hour or so. And you want me to drop you off, huh? I wouldn't say a word to anyone, Mace. I wouldn't. Ah, I know. So I'm not going to give you that chance. Mace, listen. Keep your head down. Right there on my shoulder where it's supposed to be. Uh, now, forget about your hometown, sweetheart. I'm not letting you out of my sight yet. Not for a good long while. <laughs> But you were asleep. Hadn't heard a word out of you the last 50 miles. You... You haven't changed your mind about... About dropping you off with the home folks? Man, I haven't changed my mind. Forget it. All right, mate. All right. Hey, come here. Come here, I said. Oh. Not jumping out. Let me go. Let go of the wheel. Ah. Little... It'll wring your neck. Sure did a nice job. Real nice job. Smashing the whole front of Harry's car. Well, we walk. Oh, this is great. The storm coming up. Walk. Walk where? To the next farmhouse, I guess. See if we can pick up a car or a ride. All you did was make things tougher for both of us. Come on, get out of the car. Go on, get moving. We might have quite a hike ahead of us. See if they can help us. You won't harm anybody. Yeah, we'll see what they do for us. Remember now, we're Mr. and Mrs. Williams. Our car broke down. All we want is a ride to the nearest bus station. You got that? Okay, Mrs. Williams, whatever you say. Come on. No tricks now. No, no. Yes? Uh, how do you do? We, um... Broke down our car. Wondered if we could get some help. Oh, well, just a moment. An old lady we're in. Work. Just soon, Curtis. Oh, 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 young folks. Well, come in, come inside. Ruby, now you stop your barking. Now everything's all right. Oh, I'll get the lights on. Well, there we are. Margaret Fayle, isn't it? That's right. I don't think I remember you. Oh, I'm Mrs. Bell. I... No, you wouldn't remember me, child. Goodness, we've so few visitors out here, but you live over in Midvale, don't you? That's right. And uh, It isn't Miss Vale anymore, Mrs. Bell. Oh? No, it's uh, Mrs. Williams now. Well, how nice. How very nice for you, my dear. Oh, but come in by the fire, you two. You're drenched through. I'll fix you some hot coffee. No, that can wait, Mrs. Bell. What we're really interested in is getting to the bus station. You got a car here? No, I haven't. And Mr. Bell's out of town, but... Oh, I'll call a neighbor. Jess Carlson. Ask him to drive over and take you into town. He only lives a mile or so away. Oh, thanks very much. That'll be very nice of you. Not at all, not at all. Now, go on. The both of you in by the fire. I'll call Jess and fix that hot coffee before you catch your death. Now go on. You did great, Mrs. Williams. Great. And for what? So that when we get to the bus station, we walk down an alley and my life too. 
Yeah, I know. You've made up a mind. We'll cross that bridge when we come to it. It had been a terrifying ordeal, hadn't it, Martha? A nerve-shattering nightmare that had its beginning when Mace Murdoch, escaped convict, forced you to accompany him in his flight from the police. And then suddenly it was all over. The strain had proved too much. You vaguely remember a car driving up in front of the house. Remember trying to get to your feet. And then the sudden collapse, darkness closing in, engulfing you. And now the black veil is lifted. You find yourself on the couch in Mrs. Bell's living room with Mrs. Bell and the local sheriff. Hello. Feeling all right now? Yes, I think so. How did I get here? Oh, you fainted, dear. Murdoch, oh, we're... Easy now, easy. I'm the uh, sheriff. My boys have taken Murdoch down to police headquarters. He won't bother you anymore. Sheriff, how did you know something was wrong, that I was in trouble? It wasn't hard to guess. You didn't know Mrs. Bell's neighbor, Jess Carlson, was a good friend of your husband's, did you? Mr. Carlson knows Jim, my husband. Uh, he sure does. He knew he was due back from Korea soon, too. But not this soon. Just figured something was mighty wrong when Mrs. Bell called him and told him you were there with a husband named Williams when he knew your husband's name was Jim Gordon. He just called me right away. That's why I brought my boys along. Listen next week when once again the United States Air Forces in Europe present The Whistler. <laughs>